from Anchor FM, this is Etch the Edges, where we climb the steep cliffs of the divide, the issues that separate us from the right and the left, and we do the hard work of closing that divide. Find the common ground we know we all share. Hi, I'm B.S. Brown, your host, and together we will etch the edges. America has often been at the crossroads, and yet here we are again. What do we do? And how do we do it? Together, let's get into it. Our purpose? To do the work. To truly peel away at the extremes, for it's the extremes, the extremes that divide us. The tail is wagging the dog. Small groups of people with outsized voices are commanding the stage, and the rest of us? Well, the rest of us suffer for it. It's time for all that to change. Let's lean into discomfort. Let's have the hard conversations, and together, let's etch the edges. Welcome back to Etch the Edges. D.S. Brown here to talk about where we are in the grand scheme of things, right? It's it's a beautiful day outside, the sun is shining, but unfortunately, our country is still in turmoil. You know, I almost, you know, I really wanted to wait to do this particular podcast because I wanted things to be settled and then I was going to slide in and bring a couple of guests along and then we're going to dive into what we know is urgent and next because the fact of the matter is, right, my podcast comes from here in the great state of Georgia you know, the metro Atlanta area, and I, I find it fascinating that the future of this nation, this great nation, this country, this United States of America, is going to go right through my state in a powerful runoff that will probably be the most expensive election in U.S. history outside of the presidency, or maybe more. We don't know, but we know the money's coming here. We know the ideas are coming here. We know the people are coming here, and here is where the vote matters for control of the Senate to determine if we're going to right-size things or if we're going to continue in a state of negative conflict where the word compromise is tantamount to evil to those on the right and those in the middle are still leaning the way they always have, which unfortunately doesn't allow for much effective change. Things we absolutely must work on. We've got to do it. But again, we, we find ourselves on this beautiful day in the middle still of a pandemic. And we can't lose sight of that, right? We can't lose sight of the fact that we're in a pandemic. The nation in which this virus originated, the other side of the planet, China, they have gotten it under control. The economic engine is roaring back. While over here, our infection rates are rising. It's a horror show. Now, you may look outside your window, you may hear kids playing and laughing and people are doing their day-to-day -day and there are cars on the road, but the hospitals are filling up. People are continuing to die. People are continuing to suffer. We live in a country where science is still not at the forefront. That truth is still not at the forefront. And we know where we can place the blame. Thank the good Lord that the era of the Cheeto is over because leadership matters. And to be plain, this isn't my perspective. 
those who think differently, I have to say, unfortunately, are awash in ideology and are stuck in a cult of personality that is nationwide. Jim Jones on steroids. That's right. Because if you still voted for Trump after the shit show that has been our nation since 2016, then there's something wrong with you. And that is the bottom line. I can even understand when you look at a Mitch McConnell or Ted Cruz, they're in power. These things don't necessarily adversely affect them. They get to flex within the Game of Thrones and continue to make money and live well with the benefit of some of the best health care in human history. You know, just in case they catch that package. But the rest of us, it's regular everyday people. We have to look to our leader and just say quite plainly, what the hell? That's where we are in 2020, November, past the election, still not settled on the question because the Cheeto in charge won't concede. And, and I know that's wrong of me because here on Edge the Edges, we're all about closing the ideological divide and we're supposed to be able to lean in positive conflict, use words and stories with passion and compassion to talk about what's right and highlight what went wrong so that we can bring ourselves together. So I know calling Donald J. Trump a Cheeto doesn't necessarily help, but you got to give me some space here. you got to give me some grace. He's turned this nation upside down. There are concentration camps still in the southwest of this great nation. And this was done under his auspices. It is his responsibility. We are failing in the pandemic because we have a sincere lack of leadership. There's a man at the wheel and he doesn't have both hands on it. He doesn't have one, not even a finger. And to be clear, he has not, ever. He throws things at the wall. He asks others to do his bidding so long as they remain loyal. And some things happen when someone tells him that's a great idea, Mr. President. He puts his taint on it and it gets executed. So that's where we are. And, you know, he still refuses to take responsibility for what's happened here in this 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 wondrous and, and painful and in deep experiment that is the United States of America he still refuses to take responsibility for what has gone wrong and that is an amazing thing right now I think about what we say when we say the buck stops here, right? Because that's the way it's supposed to be. The buck stops here when you're the man or the woman in charge. I truly appreciate it, you know, President Truman saying that because he stood out in that regard as the leader. You know, the responsibility for what happens in this country from sea to shining sea is my responsibility. The buck stops here. Now, you catch him on a good day about a good thing, and he will say, I did that. You know, like him and, and Vice President Pence are trying to take responsibility for Pfizer's, you know, you know, uh, vaccine coming out with 90% efficacy. Well, we all know that that's a pig-eyed sack of shit, right? Because it's a lie. It's an abominable lie. And, and again, I'm sorry for the language, people, the word usage, but that's where we are. It requires passion to clarify the light, put light on the truth. You got to call a thing a thing, 
because they're lying every day with zero shame. Had nothing to do with Pfizer's vaccine at all. But here we are. You put that dollar on the, the Resolute desk and with regard to responsibility for the pandemic, Donald J. Trump will just shove that dollar to the side. He'll look around and say, someone left that dollar there. That's not my buck because that buck doesn't stop here. I only do the good hugely things. Bestless. Greatness. The truth. All facts. You know, we don't deal in alternative facts and fake news. That's him at the Resolute Desk talking sheer and utter nonsense. But again, thanks sweet baby Jesus Christ that you know, things have changed and that the experiment that is the United States of America continues unabated. We still do find ourselves in challenging times because, again, the man won't concede, but it's going in the right direction. And what that allows us to do right is 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 lean in to this discomfort with a smile on our face and say unequivocally, to the man currently residing at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, we get to say to him, you about to lose your job. Yes, you about to lose your job. Let this dance. You about to lose your job because you are detaining us for nothing. You about to lose your job, Donald Trump. You about to lose your job. Get the hell on. You about to lose your job because you have detained us for nothing. Get this dance. You about to lose your job. Amen. You about to lose your job. Yes, sir. You about to lose your job, Mr. President, because you have detained us, ruined us, thrown us into the ninth circle of hell with the virus spreading from one end of the nation to the other for your pride, which costs nothing, but you're making us pay. That's all right. It's all right. Because there's a change coming. Oh, yes, a change is going to come. January 20th. Regardless of how you feel about it, what you think about it, no matter how you want to put it out there, change going to come. And it comes in the form of one Joseph Robinette Biden. Yes, sir. Now, we've got Biden and we've got Harris on deck. Kamala Harris will be our vice president and thank you for that change and that transition. But what, what I must say is, and just to be clear, of course, they had my vote, but um, we do get to hold them accountable. There's a platform out there and I would admonish everyone to read it so that we can do our best if you voted for him and you believe in those things to hold them accountable to that platform. That's how this thing is supposed to work. And in this interconnected age and the advent of these web tools and everything that comes with it, more than ever before, we get to put our eyes on the ball and see where the nation is going and take it personally, no matter at what level a politician serves. We get to do that. We get to take the actions of a president, figure out where in his policies he's trying to affect change and determine whether or not that really does work on us in our everyday lives as we get in our cars, we go to work. Consider all these things. But good Lord, thank you. Sweet baby Jesus. The Trumps is about to lose his job. 
So for me, as I'm assuming it was for so many of you who would actually listen to this podcast, Saturday was a day of joy. I didn't necessarily explode in glee. You know, I kind of let it roll over me because, you know, it took some time, right? Then, of course, we talked about it for the rest of the day. I had conversations with friends, you know, people we saw in public who we thought might not be on the same page. Turns out they were smiling, happy. Like He's a moron. He's got to go. Thank God for Joe Biden. And see, I live here on the north side of town in, in, in Metro Atlanta, Gwinnett County, to be sure. And uh, that blue wave that didn't really roll across the nation, I will tell you, it rolled right across Gwinnett County. And you should know that if you're listening to this and you are left-leaning to some respects, because on the news they talked about it, Gwinnett County is known nationwide. We turned blue. And we'll continue to do so, but we'll do so with, with critical thinking and alacrity and compassion. Because we're all Americans and we have to live here together. But the time of getting our hands, you know, ripped off, our fingers nubbed at, when we try to execute compromise and we get beat down because compromise means my way or the highway on the other side of the ideological divide, that no longer will stand. And it never should have. That's where our politics, you know, they've eroded completely. It's got to change. It's got to change. So on Facebook, you know, I, I posted, you know, thank God it's the end of the Cheeto era. And again, you know, I do, I'm going to, you know, apologize ahead of time, right? For leaning in and speaking in that manner. You know, by the way, if you go to uh, your web page, you know, pull up your browser and type in loser.com. Just do that. You, you, you might be surprised, uh, Get a little laugh out of that. Loser.com. Check it out. But anyway, what would I like to see here in Georgia? You know, it's going to be critical. It's going to be critical. The future of the nation goes right through this state. No matter what happens in the Senate race, I'm going to be real plain about this party that I've attached my wagon to and, and, and glad of it. But to be real plain, you know, there needs to be a powerful shift in the branding of the Democratic Party. You know, part of what I was running as I did this Etch the Edges um, podcast with the website, you know, on one side, I have, you know, Do It For America, which is right-leaning. On the other side, I've got Unite the Blue, which is left-leaning. And after the election, you know, um, funny enough, it seems like that information is more necessary than before the election because the fractures... The, you know, the, the factions have aligned, the fractures are widening, and the infighting has begun. You know, you've got the center that's blaming the progressive side for the losses in the House, and you've got the progressive side fighting back and saying, you know, look at where we did win, and our platform is right for America, and we need to stand up for what we believe in and take no short at all. And by the way, the Lincoln Project, who said they were helping, didn't really help that much, despite the money we gave them. Shame on them. Well, OK, let's be real. You got to own your own shit, right? It's the Democratic Party. You got to own it. You got to figure out what went wrong. Look internally and figure out how to get right. And some are saying, you know, need to do this behind closed doors or, you know, or, or try to keep things close to the vest. Well, 
you know, if you want to be the party that helps heal, then I think you need total transparency. There's no need to, to try to hide it, especially when we all know the brand needs to be changed. But what I think we, and I'm saying we Democrats should do, and it's more important than ever before, as again, the future of America slides right on through Georgia, we need to make sure that the message is right and that it does not offset or push back powerful ideas that are coming from our progressives. Because see, really, if you are critical thinking and you read what a lot of the progressives want to do, you'd sit back and go, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. In fact, that, that, that looks like a good thing. But see, you have to remove your filters. You have to let go of all that tribalism and ideology and everything that's been shoved into your head since the fairness doctrine was removed and the advent of the internet and conservative talk radio and all of these things, you know, decided to run amok. And we hear these ideas and we'd internalize them like conspiracy theories. You got to figure out how pervasive this messaging and propaganda has become. There was a man who traveled to D.C. and went into a pizza joint to find a child pornography slavery ring that was supposed to be led by Hillary Clinton. You need to let that settle for a minute. Because in this advent of information and, and things going back and forth, one thing's for sure. We all looked at that. We all thought it was crazy. We all said it was wrong. We watched him get hauled off and then we put it in the back of our minds and we kept on moving. Because of where we are now, to be clear, we should still be on that point. Let me state it again, right? He went to D.C., he went to a pizza joint looking for a slavery ring, children, hell, you know, somewhere behind the pizza ovens in a closed door because he heard it on the website. And it was very clear that, you know, the evils of Hillary Clinton and the Bilderbergers and the Illuminati and the Satanists and the aliens that control the left-wing conspiracists from Planet 42, you know, find great favor and joy in kidnapping helpless children and, you know, and, 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 and hiding them in the backs of pizza joints for slave-like purposes and sex, things of that nature. Man got his weapons together and said, G.I. Joe, real American hero. I'm Duke and I'm rolling in on these sons of bitches. We still need to be there discussing that and figuring out how in the hell... Did we get to that point? But no, we moved on. And we've watched it magnify. You can see him in the rallies and the parties. They just spout nonsense. As if they were facts. And, the, the, you know, and, and they're joyful in it. Now, to be clear, there's a, a, a section, a fringe that we're not going to be able to reach. That's just the way it is. That's, that's humanity. It's human beings. We run the spectrum, and often enough, we, to a, to a human, man and woman, we forget that. We, we get into our zone, and we stick with it. And we look to the left, or we look to the right, and we say, 
they're wrong. I'm right. Because I read it and, you know, it was on the internet. Um, but I'm right. And I'm going to continue to push that. When I'm with my family and friends, I'm going to quote that. When someone tries to tell me I'm wrong, I'm going to go pull it up on my phone and show you how right I am because it's printed there in black and white on that website. And that's the truth. And look, the person's got 50,000 followers and he's speaking the truth. It's a problem, people. We are in a powerful propaganda war. And for those of us that live in the middle and at the bottom, you know, it's regular everyday folk. I'm trying to explain to you, especially you folks that are on the edges of that 70 million who voted for that narcissist. You're wrong. And I know you're not trying to hear it, but you're wrong. And those of us who can get on our side and aggregate the message get the, 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 the sound the alarm appropriately so that we can start to engage in this propaganda war because that's what we're in for hearts and minds to speak to the majority of Americans who live somewhere in the center and sometimes tilt left and sometimes tilt right but have the compassion to not just be stuck on one issue and vote for that issue and not give a damn about the 14 others that are keeping your fellow Americans, brothers and sisters in poverty in lacking in healthcare, you got to get that message out and move that heart and mind and grip them tightly so that they are armored against nonsense and mendacity. That's what you got to do. And I don't think we'll be able to do it as a nation from a political standpoint if we don't do what's necessary here in the state of Georgia. It's going to be critical. The Democrats need to shift that brand and the messaging should have started already. I saw a commercial by um, Reverend Warnock. It was right after the election. I got to give that brother some kudos because he was on it. And it had him, you know, talking about how, you know, the 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 the, the, the other side is going to get started. Right. Lofner's is going to go ahead and Lawton is going to get started and he's going to put out those attack ads, you know, and it showed him like he walked on a crack or he hates dogs and stuff like that. It was, it was, it was heartwarming. It was great. I thought it was a good start. And I actually love the commercial, but I need to see like 30 others right after it. And they need to lean in hard, you know? And I'm going to tell you something right now, just so you can understand how I, I really do try to etch your edges on this and come from both sides. I've mentioned on this podcast several episodes back, I have voted Republican. I've been on both sides. I used to listen to Sean Hannity religiously. I was a Neil Bortz fan. I was born a Democrat because I'm black. And that's just how it kind of goes here in the state of Georgia. You know, you're, you're black, you're born, you're Democrat, right? If you decide to lean into politics and vote at all. I went to the University of Georgia and matriculated. And somewhere along the lines, I became a Republican. So I had to listen to conservative talk radio. I, I read Ayn Rand. And I came to the conclusion that the poor stunk on ice. And that they were poor because they chose to be. That's a hell of a thing, ain't it? Well, you know, thanks, sweet baby Jesus, that I got some good straightening. I decided to volunteer. And one day I was volunteering at a, at a school and it was in an at-risk community. And as I was speaking, it became really plain and clear to me that the only reason these folks were struggling the way they are is because they didn't know. They lacked perspective 
or the ability to see around the corner to opportunity. It's real plain, people. You can't teach someone off the, you can't just say to someone off the cuff, pick yourself up by your bootstraps when they don't know what a bootstrap is, that it's attached to a boot or where to go to find the boot. And even if they did go to find the boot, they don't necessarily know how to put it on, strap up, and launch out. The opportunities aren't there. And even though you may come in and tell them, yes, they are, deep down inside because of the environment and all that they know, which is not so much, they don't think these opportunities are for them. It's a hell of a thing. And it is lazy and irresponsible of the rest of us Americans to look down on them and tell them, pick yourself up. You say that to them and they look back at you and they just go, how? I heard that that day and I almost set fire to my Ayn Rand book, but I still love her book. I will be, um, I will be honest about that. It's a perspective and it is a powerfully thought out perspective. I thought she was an eloquent and in, in massive intellectual, strong writer. And I, I, I love her work to this day. But I also look towards reality and understand that, again, we have to etch the edges and close the ideological divide because the truth moves back and forth. It's not fixed. Each issue requires a solution. And only with the power of a critical thinking mind can we suss that out. I hope you understand. I was once a Republican and I leaned in deep. I, I voted Republican here in Georgia. But I can't do that anymore. I mean, I really can't. Because <laughs> just look. Just look. Purdue was in a debate with Ossoff and, and Ossoff called him a criminal to his face because it was justified. And he just kept looking straight. And Purdue did not respond. He still had. Just so y'all know, once upon a time I voted for him. But not again. No. Not again. I, I can't stand by any Republican currently in office, perhaps except for um um oh my god, I'm having a a, a brain fart right now. Um Senator from Utah, Governor ran against Obama. Uh, the first go around, Mitt Romney. Yeah, there you go. My man, Mitt Romney, who is only my sometime man, right? He had the balls to impeach the current president because he knew it was the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do, people. And we need commercials that speak to that. Where are my commercials? I want to see a big push in commercials in Georgia. I'm sorry, and tweets and YouTube messages and all that. And you want to know what I want to see first out the gate, I want to see commercials on checks and balances. Because I say, I'll say, I say to you right now, I say, I say, as Foghorn Leghorn would say, I say, I say, I say, look at here. The commercials are going to come out and they're going to talk about we need the Senate to stay to the right to be a check and balance on President Biden and his socialist agenda. A couple of things first out the gate. Most Americans, almost 90%, if not 100, I'm sorry, maybe 99 um, cause I'm, I'm in the 1% just to make it plain. Don't know what socialism is. Don't know the history of socialism in America. Have no comprehension or understanding of it. 
We just know that it's that good word that makes us feel warm and fuzzy when we're on the right to attack people on the left with your socialists and your communists and your fascists and you're trying to turn us into Venezuela. What a hot crock. That is totally insane. Makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. And if you would be a critical thinking person, you would have to agree. You would have to know that. So I need a commercial that's going to speak to that. I need a commercial that's going to clarify socialism. I need a commercial that's going to clarify checks and balances. Because when I go back to it, I'm going to make it real plain for you. You turn the Senate Republican and it will not be an institution that is a check and balance. It will just be a check. You see. It doesn't matter if the idea is good for Americans, because if you really go back and look at some of the policies during the Obama era, they were good for Americans, but they were stymied because Mitch McConnell said so. And that was the Game of Thrones. It was the Game of Thrones, people. And when we watch that show on HBO and we'll look at that, those people playing that game and they're just dying and we call that fiction, and it's fun, it's great fiction, we miss the fact that it might not be exactly the same, there are no dragons flying, but the people in power play the same game in real life, and it's people like you and I who die on the board. That's real. We die because of some action from a military standpoint that either should or should not have been taken. Our folks in the military who take those actions die because they don't have the support that's necessary because it was a political game. Regular people die because they don't have health care. And while people are debating month on, month on, and month on, there are folks out there that are suffering, that are just looking for someone to help them out. And often enough, unfortunately, you can Google it, the stories out there, you will find a given Republican who was very staunchly on the right and got sick, and then all of a sudden, they found themselves on the left because they wanted the community to help them. They needed support. And that is what we should do. We need commercials about that. Because, see, a check is just going to shut things down. We wouldn't want a check and a balance if they were going to be honest about it. And the policies that really do benefit Americans, taking it to the people, understanding the points in the platform and thinking critically on it and then exercising appropriately, not because it's a game and we want our side to win, but because compromise is the right thing to do and doing what's best for America is what they are there for. And they need to stop sending us Jim Jones messages, right or left that get us all riled up, taking our critical thinking minds and our ability to discern and putting it on the shelf, and we all just line up like it's a football game, people are dying in the middle because the decisions aren't made and the laws aren't passed. Checks and balances, people. We need a course correction. And there are still enough Republicans there that if you went ahead and turned that Senate blue, we would adjust appropriately. We've had decades of compromise as my way. Scorched earth politics that can trace its history right back here to my great state. Funny how that happens. Um, Google it yourself. Newt Gingrich and a contract with America. 
leveraging television as the medium of the world and powerful in its usage to move hearts and minds. And it evolved and it got bigger and better and stronger. And politics really became plain in that regard that, look, it's either we take all the chips or none. How do you think we kept finding ourselves in the intervening years at the point of default, you know, no longer funding the government? Because you had one guy sitting there saying, well, if it's not my way, we just, I'm not, I don't care, not going to do it. That's not compromise. That's not how we should govern. That needs to be in a commercial too. Loeffler and Purdue have no intention of bringing balance. It's easy to see. She completely ignores her constituents, you know, like the Atlanta dream. She checked out. Doesn't care that they support Black Lives Matter because, you see, the echo chambers have elevated Black Lives Matter to some kind of terrorist group. When it was a group of people that came together to say, look, we know we got other problems, but, you know, can you not compound that problem? of, you know, crime in our area, murder and whatnot, and in, in, in our at-risk communities. Can you not compound that area, that, 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 that horror, by having those in charge of the authority come in and cap us too? The task, the mandate, the job is protect and serve. You're not supposed to come in my community and treat it like a war zone. That's what Black Lives Matter is about. She doesn't support it. Need to put that in the commercial too. Then she did that commercial where she said she's to the right of Attila the Hun. I'm still, I still have to look that up a little bit deeper because I don't understand that commercial. She's to the right of Attila the Hun. Who does that? Who compares themselves to a barbarian? A, 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 a hard-charging warmonger killing machine from ancient times. It escapes me. I want to see a commercial that shows the two of them, you know, like, you know, maybe that maybe that you show a picture or claymation. The two of them coming up to Ben Raffensperger. And for those that don't know, Raffensperger is the Georgia Secretary of State. I want to see a commercial where they come up to him and say, hey, we want you to resign from your job because you just didn't do it right. And he's standing there like, I'm a Republican. I'm on your side. But, I, you know, I'm doing my job to the best of my ability. You know, with those rules that we put in place. We put those rules in place. Voter ID laws. You know, we were real big about, we closed some polls, you know, back when Boss Kemp was in charge and whatnot before he became governor. We did all that. We lined it up appropriately. Why are you guys mad at me? I would love to see a claymation commercial like that. And then, you know, they would look at him and go, but we didn't win. You guys read from that what you will. I mean, that's like, that's real. That's the day that's, that's in the news. They want him to resign. They're party guy because he's doing his job well. And now we're getting ready to go through a, a hand count, recount, you know, to, um, I don't know, validate something. Hand count. And if the hand count doesn't work out, you know, you're going to always can scan him through the machines again. It's going to cost millions of dollars. That's your taxpayers' dollars at work, you know. When we still aren't giving out enough PPE and, you know, folks should, should be getting money to to maintain and, and keep, uh, you know, businesses open. Hell of a thing. Hell of a thing. And this is where we are.
Well, all I'm going to say is to the folks here in the state of Georgia, the future of America is coming right through here. It's on the line. Let's get out the vote. Let's get out the vote. And I'm saying this for Republicans and Democrats and independents. You got to flip the Senate only to right the ship. Because Donald Trump has driven us to the ninth circle of hell. And he's already talking about a run in, in, in 2024. The Tea Party is going to become powerfully resurgent. You know, Facebook, from my understanding, was majority conservative anyway, or right-leaning, and the echo chambers are vast. Well, they're getting ready to leave Facebook and go to this new thing called Parcel. Thing is, you know, it's got to complete out, out of hand. I think November 13th or something like that is Facebook evacuation day for the echo chamber narcissists, cultists, and democratic underminers are washing a mental miasma of the swampiest lowest order totally devoid of critical thinking, perspective, and compassion with a desire to turn our nation upside down and literally say things out loud on TV like, yeah, we're ready to go to war. Go to war for what? For America. <laughs> this is America. This is how it works. And to be quite honest, if you had worn a mask, you could go drink your bourbon, your Pap's Blue Ribbon, your wine, or whatever it is. Get your hair cut. Go hang out. Go to a game, two or three, to a larger degree. Right now, if we'd had good leadership, that's the bottom line. Because, you know, when you're the president, the buck is supposed to stop here. And there you have it, folks. You know, I'm, I'm going to be running a few more podcasts uh, in the coming days at a swifter clip because it's necessary, right? Um, I'm just doing my best to put my thoughts out there, hopefully for your critical consideration. And if I move a harder mind or two, then it, <laughs> not to the other side, but it, honestly, in, 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 for what's right, in my opinion, to the left, a little because it's necessary just to write the ship then i feel good at having done this that's the whole point and on top of podcasting and and putting this out here in support of the upcoming elections we've got a we've got the senate runoff we've got a um, we've got a couple of runoffs happening and and i'll be posting on those but i'm also going to be focusing going forward on you know, really sharing stories and, and doing the process of closing the ideological divide, you know, after I get over, you know, because uh, I, I have to, you know, gloat a little bit more. Please just indulge me a little bit. You know, I've really felt some kind of way about this great nation that I love, especially as a black man, an American African, as I would say, and a descendant of the emancipated. I'm a descendant of the emancipated. My people built this place. This is my home. This is my home. And I know that it's not the best it can be. Its founding is rooted in a piece of evil. I get that. But over the generations, my people and a ton of others, no matter your ethnicity, we've worked together to root that evil out, to live up to the ideal that is America. And that is what's important. That's why people come here. We take what's different. Our disparities, our differences, and we share. 
and we find that common ground and we raise our ability, our ability to lean into hard discomfort and over time do what's right. And that's why I think we are right now. We have never been more divided, at least not since the 1860s. But we are coming to a pivotal crossroads that will determine where we go next. And we need the messaging and, and the, the, we need it to matter. This is a propaganda war and it's big time. People are leaving one social media addictive platform to go to another and, and conflate in their echo chamber to the detriment of us all. We've got to put it to an end. And the only way we can do it is to continuously reach out. So I'm going to be doing that on this podcast, sharing more stories and talking about what um, I call FCT, not my invention. I picked it up while I was uh, under the employ of a, a large corporation and that corporation was running a diversity program and shared it with me. And I think it is at the heart of how we close the divide when in conjunction we leverage our critical thinking skills and we remove our ideological filters. We lean deep into discomfort and we share the things that we both really know deep down are wrong. We share that and we share it with passion and honesty. We know there are concentration camps within our borders. Bottom line, no debate. They need to be shut down today. And it starts at the Resolute Desk. Why? Because folks, that's where the buck stops. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Etch the Edges. Of course, this is a very difficult time in our nation. And with hard work, persistence, positivity, and yes, even prayer. We will get through it together. This is the democratic experiment that is the United States of America. And so it will continue. If you enjoyed our podcast, and again, we really hope you did, don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell your family, tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Etch the Edges. And don't forget to visit our website at EtchTheEdges.com. Check us out. Join the movement. Express your commitment to the cause. The cause for a better America. A better world. Where we all can stand together at the mountaintop. Do it for America. Be good to yourselves and each other. We'll see you next time.